The following program is paid for by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh, boy, are we ever today. I'm going out on a limb again, once again, with this show today. Welcome to our 94.7 The Word audience, as well as our podcast audience and our Facebook Live audience. We're honored to have you on board. We're here for mothers. That's what we do, even when the rest of culture sometimes forgets to honor motherhood and to thank you and to appreciate you and to encourage you. That is why we are here. Now, let me just say this. I know that many of the moms in our audience care a whole lot about their children's faith in God. And it can be a very complicated journey for all of us who do care about that. Teaching our children about God, about following Jesus, unpacking the Bible for our kids. So today I have a question for parents out there. How do you feel when teachers or scholars tell your kids that the Bible is simply not true? Or at the very least that it's not reliable? And this can happen in a lot of ways. But the biblical controversy that I am referring to comes from scholars who claim that Moses did not really write the first five books of the Bible. And, of course, that calls the whole Bible into question. And then we're in real uh, dangerous territory. We're going to talk to an expert today who's got a new movie out about this controversy and about how we should talk to our children about the truths, about the evidence that stands behind the Bible and behind our image of God, no matter what our culture says. Before I get to Tim Mahoney, the producer of a brand new movie called Patterns of Evidence, The Moses Controversy, I just want to say this. It's a little unorthodox what I'm doing today. We're, we've got so many mamas now who write us and support us and, and appreciate us, thank God, and we're so grateful for you. We are looking for a volunteer who can come alongside of us and help us with scheduling and events. Now, if, if you love Channel Mom and if you want to be a volunteer, maybe your kids are in school now and you think, oh, I would love to help, we would be honored. It is not a long-term commitment at this point. We're talking about three months. But somebody that would be working partly with me and uh, scheduling and so on, we would love to have you reach out to us at channelmom at gmail, channelmom at gmail. And uh, that is to a volunteered position. You know, maybe one day, we'll see. Maybe one day it can be a paid position. But we're looking for a volunteer right now to help us with scheduling and things like that. Okay, so that was my little bit of business. And now I need to get to a fellow Minnesotan. I grew up in Minnesota. Um, His name is Tim Mahoney. He is the director. He's a filmmaker, and he's been making films for a while. He's an award-winning filmmaker. And his latest movie is Pat of evidence the moses controversy it is in theaters for a very limited time it was last night and then tomorrow and then also on the 19th which is the day my daughter and i are planning to go maybe i can convince my husband to go too uh and i am so glad to have him on board the show tim mahoney welcome to channel mom well thank you for having me jenny my pleasure so here's the dealio 
I certainly know scholars, and I have a family full of academics and scholars, not full, but a, a fair amount, um, who, who completely uh, would side with the scholars who are saying Moses couldn't have possibly written the, the, the first five books of the Bible in their entirety because of things like referring to himself in the third person, because of talking about things that had not occurred when he was alive. They're, they're anachronistic. Is that the right term for that? When you're talking about a period of time that you haven't seen yet? Um, and, and all kinds of stuff. I, I want you to first um, talk about the evidence but the before you do that i mean the, the evidence that they're presenting but before you do that i want to play a little clip of the movie promo trailer here it is right now moses had written down all the instructions from god as well as the history of his people if you do not believe his writings how will you believe my words so there it looks like you have a definitive statement from jesus that moses produced the torah and he's taking an awful lot on that reality the question of Moses' ability to write the first books of the Bible led me to the ancient lands of the Middle East, searching for patterns of evidence that match the biblical events. Did Moses write the Torah? Frankly, I don't think so. Okay, there's your first antagonist, somebody who does not believe it. And you do, to your credit, include scholars um, in the movie that, that um, do deny and do think that there's plenty of evidence that suggests that Moses couldn't have possibly written the first five books of the Bible. Tell me a little bit about the things that they're citing. I mean, I've been reading this morning, and there's certainly a lot out there uh, with scholars denying and saying that Moses po couldn't have possibly written those first five books of the Bible, also known as the Torah, also known as the law. It's curious to me that they're, uh, they're saying that Moses did not author the law because if, if you can say that if you can say that the um, veracity of those things is in question then then everything's in question the validity of everything is in question and, and I, I think that's not a mistake that they're trying to, to say everything's in question so tell me what they're saying that would suggest that Moses did not write the first five books of the Bible well one of the things that I focus in on in this film is that they said that Moses didn't even have a, a writing system. There wasn't any Hebrew, which is what all Torah scrolls were written in. And so this film, you know, well, before I say anything else, I want to say that my mom was hugely important in my life. Mm -hmm. And I know you're talking to moms. And this film is about my journey as a filmmaker growing up. But my mother read to me stories of the Bible. She believed in the Bible. She believed that it was true, and she taught me to believe that it was true. And so when I went off into the wide world of you know filmmaking and went out to uh, talk to scholars and, and your your family as you mentioned are, are scholars and, and are uh, talking about the Bible, there is a real trend to basically say this is really nothing but a fairy tale that these if this stories in the Bible really didn't happen, and I was. I took that challenge on to say, well, explain to me why you believe this. And they're saying, well, we don't find any evidence for it at the time it's supposed to have happened. And I, that's when the whole idea of a patterns of evidence approach came up, because I heard from other scholars that there was plenty of evidence for events of the Bible, but these other mainstream scholars weren't acknowledging it. They would dismiss it and dismiss it. That's why I decided to make the very first film, Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus. So I found a pattern of evidence that I, all I was doing is listening to other Egyptologists and scholars who said there is a pattern, but it's not where everybody wants to make it. It's at a different time. And we looked at that, and we made this amazing film called Patterns of Evidence, the Exodus. 
Now, the new film looks for, well, what, what would you, Moses have used to write the first books of the Bible? And we find this amazing uh, form of writing that no one has connected to the Israelites. It's at the right time in history. Uh, it's at the right location. Uh, it is in the type of writing that the Israelites could have used. It's a Semitic form of writing, and it's alphabetic. In fact, it, it, it ends up being the world's first alphabet. And it shows up. Yeah, and it's, it's curious to me because, you know, there, there are a lot of things that the scholars lean on to say that Moses couldn't have possibly written all this, so then that calls the whole thing into question. But um, they say that he couldn't because there was no writing system um, like Hebrew to record it. And they also say that because he's talking in third person, it, it couldn't be the case. And then also the anachronistic thing. Do I have that term right that it, in, in that he's not talking right, about a right. time well, period they, that, that has existed yet? Yes, exactly. Well, usually, sometimes it's that uh, there's some acronyms, too, that relate to Ramesses, for example. Uh, they basically are saying the location of Ramesses, that Joseph and his family came to that location, um, and they also said the Exodus happened at the time of Ramesses. So Ramesses, this pharaoh Ramesses, is a big, uh, is a big question in, in, that we raise in our film. But you see, Ramesses is two things. It is a time period when a per particular pharaoh, Ramesses II, lived, but it's also a location. And what the first film uncovered is that, yes, when, when the Bible writers were trying to tell everyone where, where this event happened, it was called the land of Ramesses. It wasn't talking about the time of Ramesses, but the location. And that's an example, because underneath the city of Ramesses is an older city called the Varus, and that's where all the evidence for the Exodus and the Israelites and Joseph's family all show up at that earlier time period. <laughs> I love it. I love it, because, look, I'm a believer, and I believe this, partly because Jesus referenced it, and Jesus is the one that I look to, because there's nobody ever in history that we can look to like Jesus, and I'm gonna get, about to get on my soapbox— it upsets me that people um, are so adamant about questioning the one man in our history that that emphasized forgiveness and love like nobody else. You cannot find one other person that did it. He and he not only did he do that, but he died for it. And it's and and, and it's so curious to me that people are almost angry at, at that one you know uh, individual that we can point to as a savior and say, uh uh uh, we gotta we gotta poke holes in this thing. And yet he's the only one that stood up for the things that we all want to adhere to. It just blows my mind. You can tell I get passionate about this. But uh, let let me say this. I I, I want to cover two things today for our mom audience. Number one, when you went over there and, and you were working with antagonists and you were working with folks who said, yeah, this just can't be true based on the evidence. Um, and, and there are so many things that we can point to that suggest that Moses really could not have written this. When you went over there and you began to uncover things, you say that there were some shocking things that you discovered. And I see that you talked to um, one Jewish and Hebrew scholar who said, look, this, this evidence is completely in line with, um, with Hebrew and with a language and so on. I'm just curious for the moms out there, what did you find that, that made you think, how have scholars been able to adhere to these arguments when there's this underlying evidence that would suggest that their arguments are incorrect? It has to do with uh, generations of one scholar teaching another scholar, and there's sort of a school that happens. So what I'm going to tell you is that, is that there's a way of thinking, a school of thought, that in order to pass that uh, you know, in order to, to uh, you have to give them the right answers. So if, if a scholar says that this is the way the world is, and, and you don't conform to that, and if the, world, the way the world is is that the Israelites didn't exist at the time 
uh, when the Bible says, because that's one of the things they say, no, the Israelites didn't do this, the Israelites didn't do that, this didn't happen. Uh, as you know, then that, you don't pass, you don't graduate if you don't, if you don't basically uh, learn what they're teaching you. Mm-hmm. And th- the sad part, and this is why films like Patterns of Evidence, The Moses Controversy, is so important, is because your children uh, will be told when they go off to university, if they haven't been given a vaccination about this unbelief, they'll get, they'll get this, the cancer of it. Because that's exactly what's happened, is a lot of young people haven't been prepared to know what is going to come to them. And it's like stranger danger, okay? It's not always, you know, someone kidnapping you. Sometimes it's someone kidnapping your brain and kidnapping your thoughts and your your history. And I have on film Professor saying, kind of rubbing his hands together, saying, I just love it when I get a freshman class of, of students in here, and I can tell them and teach them the way it really is and separate them from what their parents told them about the Bible. Ugh. Yeah, it breaks my heart. And, and again, I know other people would say, well, then you're being absolutist, too, about Jesus. Why do you think you have a handle on the truth? But all you did was go to research it, and you found some evidence. What was some shocking evidence that you refer to that you uncovered? Well, before I get to that, I want to say one thing. I want to say this. My deal is this. I want to know what the truth is, okay? So here's the deal. Let's talk about evidence, and let's talk about what the pattern would be. So I'm okay with risking uh, whether it's true or not. If you're okay risking whether it's true or not, if we can find evidence. And so one of the things that we found was that, was that, uh, in our first film, we, 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 we built an amazing case for the arrival of Joseph and his family at a particular time in history. And basically what happened was, was all of a sudden in the second film, I had no idea that this was going to happen. What we find is that a writing system that shows up in Egypt exactly at the time of Joseph and his family, it is Semitic and it's alphabetic. It's the world's first alphabet. The alphabet that all alphabets is is based upon basically started at the time when our first film shows that Joseph lived. And not only that, but this alphabet then, just like the Israelites, migrates to Israel. Okay, and I have to interrupt you there because we've got to go to break. Um, and I want to get at least one thing in in the second part. Not only a few more pieces of evidence, but I do want to get the bit in where you say, how do you help your kids, um, you know, Look at these things objectively and and land in a place that has all the evidence, not just evidence from the academic world. And and so I want you to give moms advice to that regard when we come back. But we will be coming back with uh, the director of Patterns of Evidence, the Moses Controversy. You can still get tickets. We're going to tell you how at the end of the show. And we'll be back in just a few minutes. So stay tuned to Channel Mom. God keep my head above The vision of 
of the Life Center is simple. Transforming communities, period. Located just south of downtown Littleton, the Life Center meets immediate needs, provides opportunities for development, and shares the hope and truth found only in Jesus. Whether you need help putting food on the table or reaching your goals by learning English or finishing your GED, find out more about our services and volunteer opportunities on our website, lifecenterlittleton.org. Here's the deal. Channel Mom is made for moms because moms have one of the most important jobs on the planet. We serve you through the media like our radio show and podcast and YouTube channel with helpful interviews and advice. We do outreach from others through churches, speaking events, Channel Mom coffees, and now in prisons and for moms dealing with homelessness. We'd love to serve you or have you volunteer with us because moms need to be honored. So tell us if you need a speaker or help from our outreach or just want to become a partner to keep Channel Mom thriving for moms at ChannelMom.com. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back. We're going to get right back to the director of Patterns of Evidence, the Moses Controversy, the new film that is out directed by Tim Mahoney. But I first want to just remind you about a couple of folks that help keep us on the air. First of all, thank you to all of our donors. We could not exist without you. So thank you for praying for us and donating to us. We're so grateful for you. And then secondly, a couple of folks who I think you should check out, Life Center Littleton, who you just heard about. They have so much stuff for a family that just needs a little leg up. And they have legal aid. They have all kinds of uh, classes, GED classes, support groups. You should really check them out or direct a friend who might need a little help. Single Moms is an audience that they help all the time. Life LifeCenterLittleton.org. And then uh, secondly, something that I keep talking about, and uh, uh, we, definitely need J- uh, we definitely need Jason's help with our furnace. And I'm wondering if you're having issues with your furnace, because I'll tell you what, what we all got hit with this week, uh, we needed our furnaces to work. I want to tell you about a very special business, a sponsor of Channel Mom Radio, Premier Mechanical, can come to your house, check out your furnace, diagnose it. He won't upsell you. He promises not to upsell you. He'll diagnose it for just 39 bucks. He can repair furnaces, swamp coolers, ACs, boilers, hot water heaters. So I hope you'll check them out. Talk to Jason at ClaimYourComfort.com. ClaimYourComfort.com. Okay, we're back with Tim Mahoney. As usual, we don't have enough time on this show, do we, Kelly? Thank you to Kelly at the controls today. Uh, I want to just get to a couple of last things. What do you think, as you put together this movie, would be most convincing to the scholars who do not believe that Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible? What do you think that you uncovered when you were in the Middle East and what you put into this movie would be most convincing to them? Well, I think that the idea that that the alphabet actually is matching, the history of this alphabet is actually matching the history of the early Israelites. And that is what I think is so powerful about this. We're going to show, you know, the whole, we're going to unpack this whole thing. But uh, so that that's one of the most important, you know, you know, I think connections that I brought. But not only that, it's not so much that Moses could have written, but what I think this uncovers is how much God wanted us to know his word. Because an alphabet, the basis of all alphabets that are around the world today, is the ability of its simplicity for even a child to, to, to be able to, to know. And what does Moses tell the Israelites? He says this, he says, And these words I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So here's the thing, Jenny. How is it that slaves could teach their children and write these words on their doorposts? What we heard here, what we see here, is how do you explain this scripture verse and then the arrival of an alphabet? 
yeah. with the, the very people at the very time, at the very place where Moses would have needed to do this. And what, what we say, what I'm going to say is this film testifies to the fact that this happened. Yeah. I, I, you know, can I just say this? It looked to me in, in some of the clips that I've seen that you uncovered something that almost looked a little bit to me like hieroglyphics. And it's not written on the typical papyrus. It's more th- things in stone right. and so on. Well, I love that it's in stone because that's exactly how we're told that, that Moses got the Ten Commandments. And you think, right. OK, this all comes together now. And, 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 and that is some of what you found. Yes. Yes, and, and exactly. There's inscriptions that are there. Those are the ones that lasted. You see, the Israelites were shepherders, uh, sheep herders, right? They wrote on skins. Every Torah scroll that they've ever found is not written on. They're not written on stones. They're written. They were written on sheepskin mm-hmm. and uh, animal skins. And so um, that's the reason why we don't have copies of them. But you know what? These people sometimes they scratch them on walls and caves and different places. Yeah, that's what I meant by stone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I want to say something. My mother is featured in this movie. Uh-huh. I'm taking my mother to see this film uh, tomorrow. And uh, but I want to tell mothers. My mother was a, is a single was a single parent. She raised us. I was a, I was the oldest. I was 11 years old when my family broke up, and I had three other siblings. And this film is a tribute to my mother's faithfulness. And she read to us the scriptures. I think there's a lot of moms out there that are going to go, you know, I don't know if I'm getting through. I don't know if I'm getting through. But you know what? You are getting through. I just want to encourage you. You know, here I am uh, years later, uh, and I believe that the prayers of a mom and the faithfulness of of going to church and, and reading the Bible made a difference. And you know what? Moms are probably the most central person, and sometimes they don't feel like it, but don't give up. I want to encourage people. And in this film, you're going to see that relationship of how my mother was faithful, and she was the one who put the belief of God in my life. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh, I have tears in my eyes now. Thank you for saying that. Moms need to hear that. And I brought my children up to believe in God and follow Jesus. And it's hard sometimes because you are going against culture. So thank you for reminding moms. And I'll tell you what, Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, those very important men to our country's history say that it was their mothers. They talk about their mothers faith that got passed on to them. And it's one reason those men behaved the way they did, because they had mothers who brought them up to follow God and follow a certain kind of righteousness. So I so appreciate you saying that. Thank you. And I do want to say this, you know, they, they object to say when they talk about Moses not being uh, able to capable to writing some of the things that are in the first five books of the Bible or the Torah. Uh, they talk about him writing in third person. Well, John writes in third person in his gospel, talking about himself as the one whom Jesus loved. So certainly that's a style. That's a linguistic style. And then, and then secondly, you know, I, I, I was looking over and I got all excited about all the things you were talking about. And, and these are things that we need to understand that, yes, there are scholars out there that are going against them and that they've got their own bits of evidence. But moms, you can come to your evidence through things like this. How do they get tickets, by the way, if they want to go watch the movie? If they go to PatternsOfEvidence.com patternsofevidence.com and they can see where it says, you know, it'll say get tickets and they can uh, uh, go there. It'll take them to a site and they can buy their tickets in advance. And I suggest that they do because uh, they can pick their seats, but the seats are selling. And we're only tomorrow, uh, Saturday, uh, uh, at, the, at a matinee tomorrow at around 12 12- 50 or so, and then Tuesday night at 6.30. So those are the only two showings this film is going to be having. 
Yeah, yeah, I know. And my, my daughter and I are going, so I'm thrilled that you're doing it. Okay, we only have a couple minutes left. I do want to say that in my Bible, I was looking through um, how it talks about the authorship of Moses, and it said that minor editorial changes may have been made to Genesis. Is that something you would agree with, that, that as they kept copying and recopying and recopying over those thousands of years, that minor editorial changes could have been made? I haven't gotten into that, but I did want to. I, I, I want to tell you one thing: is that there's um, there's new research that that is coming out that's just blowing away the criticism against the, Moses's authorship, and we're going to have that in future films. But there is there was a way that the ancient mind thought, which is different than the way that people think today. So people in Germany, when they started attacking the Bible with higher criticism, you know, they were thinking like Germans; they weren't thinking like Israelites. You know, three thousand, thirty five hundred years. Ago. Right. And so the form of writing, it's a legal got document, and the way you would tell a story was different. And that is the reason why there's, there was confusion, and that's the reason why they were criticized. But what, what it was was they just didn't understand how the Israelites and how people at that time thought and how they wrote and how they had to set context. Yeah, And, and, and you know what? Go ahead. It's, yeah, I was just going to say, like all those so-and-so begot so-and-so begot so-and-so. Yeah. Why was that important? Because it was a legal document. It said, you're part of the family. Yeah. Very quickly, 60 seconds, Tim. Where can a mom find evidence that can convince her son or her daughter, hey, what I've been telling you, the scripture I've been reading you, is based in fact, it does have evidence backing it up. Where, Where should they be looking? Well, uh, depending on their age, we have a, a, a children's series called Young Explorers, Patterns of Evidence, Young Explorers, and, it's, and we also have a homeschool. Uh, that's good for ages 6 through 12 or so, uh, which takes us through the first film and shows evidences for Joseph and his family and the Exodus and the conquest. That's one place I would suggest Okay, awesome, lovely. And they can also go see the movie, obviously. And we're not here just to pitch for your movie, but if it's a mom who's interested in these things and wants to see the evidence that you have uncovered in honor of your own mother and what she taught you, I love that it's available, and we're definitely going. So once again, the website, if people want to go get the tickets. Tim, what, what, once again, yeah. what's oh, the website? Oh, the website, yes, uh, PatternsofEvidence.com, PatternsofEvidence.com. And uh, I encourage, there, you know, there are some kids we have that have questions, and I wanted to make films that were helpful to those kids that are thinkers. And we actually call the company Thinking Man Films. And so we're trying to reach those kids who have got big questions and, uh, and parents so that you have some answers. And there are there. You know, be encouraged that the answers are there, and let's just give them to our kids so that they will be prepared to go out into the world. Okay, awesome. Tim, thanks so much for being on the show. God thanks bless you. Take today. care. Yeah. Mom, thanks for all you do. If nobody else has thanked you, I'm thanking you. God bless you. Have a beautiful weekend. If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America, but Channel Mom aims to stop.
stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom Partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM, and you'll see our Donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family. 